0: Are you longing for real-life change and lasting impact? Here at More To Be, we believe that is possible through a fresh encounter with God and His Word. I'm Angela Sackett.
1: And I'm Lisa Pulliam, and together we want to help you think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in His work every day.
0: So today we are going to go deep into a, a new topic, and that is the idea of being worthy of the call, and I think you're gonna you're gonna take us deep today, aren't you, Lisa?
1: <laughs> I am. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Greek on us. <laughs> That's the awesome. Plan. awesome. That's the plan. I think this idea of calling is something that just really trips us up. We oh. we want to know what we're made for, and I think we fall into the trap of thinking that if we could only find our calling, then we'll know what we're made for, and then life will make sense. Have you Mm. thought that way before? Oh,
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. And we hear that
1: a lot. Right. And I do think that for millennials, the pressure's on more than ever before. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when I say millennials, I'm really referring to anybody who is emerging out of college and looking for that perfect career. There's this desire to know what you're supposed to do for the rest of your life. And did you know that the statistics say that the average person will have seven different careers in their lifetime. Wow. Right? Wow. <laughs> right? So how many careers have you had so far? You know, I, I'd, I think if I
0: officially called it, I'd say three, probably, okay. plus, plus momhood and home educating. So four I call and, and a half, five.
1: <laughs> five, five. Okay. So you a I'm mom, close. a home educator, photographer, yeah, what else? Writer, writer
0: speaker okay, uh, dramatists working right. for churches. Right. I've worked for my husband and been an a, a executive assistant too. So I guess we're, I'm creeping right up there. I fit the stats.
1: You fit <laughs> the stats. And so out of all those jobs that you have had, do you feel like any of them you were absolutely made to do?
0: You know, there are moments of it, little pockets of it, but I'd say a lot of times too, you're just, it's work. And you're wondering where's the perfect part, Yeah. right?
1: Right, right. Well, and the same for me. So, like, I I've lost track of how many jobs I've had. I think it's probably twenty. But (laughs) you know, I could go way back to high school where I was a camp counselor and I worked in a grocery store, and I knew that those were not the things I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Uh, But when I graduated from college, I had a degree in writing um, and in art. And I, how do you find a job? So I applied. For jobs that were kind of editorial in nature, and landed a job in New York City, actually working for a computer magazine. And I thought, this is not what I wanna do for the rest of my life, never mind the commute. And, and yeah. rent in the city was too expensive. So I ended up uh, taking the job, and then within that two week timeframe, landed another job that was five minutes from my house, working, get this, for a biology journal.
0: Oh my I hadn't goodness.
1: taken science since my first year in college, and my job was to edit PhD articles for this biology review journal. I mean, it was just an oh awfully boring job. <laughs> for you, at least. Oh, right? it was horrible, horrible. But I had learned, I was under the mentorship of these uh, really... Really old men. I mean, they were in their 70s. They were emeritus status as professors. And they taught me attention to detail and punctuation and how to proof galleys. And fast forward you know, 15, 20 years later, when my first book came out, Meet the New You, and I have galleys in front of me and I know how to make the proper editorial marks on that galley sheet because of mm. what I had learned two decades awesome. earlier.
0: Well, God doesn't waste anything. He doesn't
1: waste <laughs> anything. And then that graphic design degree, I've built my own websites with. Even mm-hmm. if I'm not working, you know, I have an occasional side hustle as a graphic designer. But neither proofing those galleys or working as a graphic designer is something that I feel like I'm made for. Mm-hmm. It's something I've been skilled at to use in a greater purpose. Mm. And so when we, when we start to equate... What I get paid for, which is your career, has to match what you're made for, you end up in chronic disappointment. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right? And even that goes, uh, that's true for motherhood. Right? I've said this before. I don't feel like I was made to be a mom. A mom requires a a sacrificial nature, which I don't naturally (laughs) come by. And yet... My my primary responsibility in this season of life, even with older teens, my number one responsibility is motherhood. There mm-hmm. is no one else that can be the mom to my children besides me. Mm-hmm. There are a gazillion other women that can go speak at a retreat or write a book or run a blog or host a podcast, but nobody else fills the shoes of mother. Mm-hmm. And so how do I... Discount that as part of my God given purpose. I can't, but I don't get mm-hmm. paid for it. Last time I checked, it cost me money. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I I think what we have to do is really shift our mind away from this idea that calling and purpose go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. In terms of calling in the worldly sense of calling, and we need to look at what does Scripture say about calling and purpose. And we're going to dive into Ephesians 4. I'm going to have you read a a chunk of that, and we're going to look at some Greek words that mean a whole lot to me.
0: Awesome. All right, let's do it. So if you are listening and you've got your Bible nearby, grab it and open up to Ephesians 4, 1 through 17. And if you don't, make a note and come back, and uh, we just want to challenge you to open up and read it for yourself. Uh, So Ephesians 4, 1 through 17. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There's one body and one Spirit. Just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism one god and father of all who is over all and through all and in all but to each one of us grace has been given as christ apportioned it this is why it says when he ascended on high he took many captives and gave gifts to his people what does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking.
1: So good word. Mm -hmm. Good, (laughs) good, good word. And we're going to just focus on the first verse. (laughs) We're going to focus on the first verses, this part of the episode, (laughs) and then the next part we're going to dive in deeper to the remaining scriptures. So in that very first sentence, therefore I, prisoner, for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. So there's there's three letters there, C-A-L, call, and it's in two different tenses, calling and called. And so in the English language, we think, same word, different tenses but in the greek those are two different words in greek mm. isn't that interesting very so the first word um, called is kaleo k a l e o and i had been introduced to this word years ago i think it was in a bethmore bible study i think it was in a first peter passage And I just locked into it. I had no idea that there was another word besides this word Cleo. And you know, I have this business (laughs) thing called the Cleo Agency. I don't know what I'm doing with that, but it it does exist because the idea is that God has called us by name. Mm. He knows us. He sees us. He has a purpose for us. And that's what the word kaleo means. If you go to blueletterbible.org, you can look up every bit of the definition of it. Right. But that's it's hard. to give someone a name, to call his name. So there, there is our purpose that starts to be formed. I mean, when a child is born, they're given a name. It's the very first thing that happens. After we're certain that they take their breath and then they cry out loud, they're given a name. And when, when you name a child, often people will be like, well, where did you get that name from? Or what what led you to that particular name? In, with, inherent in that name is, to some degree, an identity. It's the first declaration about that person. Mm. And yet, that child has done nothing. Isn't that interesting? Wow. So when God calls us by name, he really is calling us child his child the follower of christ his disciple he has ordained for us our purpose before we do anything for him
0: therefore is that freeing and there's such intimacy in that too it's Mm -hmm. not just this business like you know this is the job
1: these are the but there's such intimacy and sweetness and freedom yes in that yes yes absolutely so um there are some other passages I want to just give a, a few of these verses in which this word kaleo is used. And you'll see it, it's not just um, C-A-L-L. In these translations, it's actually C-A-L-L-E-D, called.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: uh, 1 John 3, 1 says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Amazing. First Peter two nine, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into this mm. wonderful light. It's it's an identity thing. We were called by name by him. Uh, and then again in James 2:23, uh, as and the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness as he was called God's friend. Mm. Boy, I would be called that? <laughs> I know, right? To be called by name, to to have our identity. Whereas the other word for calling is klesis, k l e s i s, and this just when I discovered this word, it un- undid me. Um, it means a calling, uh, an invitation, and the the piece that I lock in on is the divine invitation to embrace the salvation of God. Oh, wow. Because if you look at this first part of this passage where it says, therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling uh, for you have been called by God, that calling worthy of the divine invitation to embrace the salvation of God. Mm. Doesn't that change
0: everything? It does, you know, and it's funny because you, I don't know if you listening had this first thought when we first said being worthy of the call, but I think as human beings and maybe even especially as women, we tend to, you know, feel like we've got to muster up this. Mm -hmm. I've got to be the woman. I've got to be the whatever it is. You know, we talked about the careers or motherhood or wife or whatever. Um, We have to put something on. And, And really what you're saying is here, we need to embrace what's already there yes
1: oh my goodness right it flips the whole thing and so when it says we we say you know and i titled this be worthy of the call because it comes straight from scripture worthy of your calling and yet and before that it says beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling Mm -hmm. but that leading that worthy life starts with receiving the invitation From God to embrace the salvation he offers us in Christ. And when we say yes to that salvation, when we say, yes, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins, that your shed blood makes me right with God. And I want to now walk in a way that is worthy of that sacrifice of your life. I have this phrase running through my head. You are now go be.
0: Yes. You are
1: now go be. Oh, I love that.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I love that. You are now go be. And, and the rest of the passage, which we're going to dive into next time, talks about all the things that we actually really need to do. I mean, I'll just give you a little quick preview. Humble, gentle, patient. Uh, keep yourselves united in the spirit. One body, one hope, as you've been called to the glorious hope of the future. So there are oh. action steps but those action steps come out of the overflow of knowing yes. our identity in Christ and receiving the gift of salvation that God has given us through Jesus. Mm, amen. Right? <laughs> so yes. if we can live with that truth, how does that change the way we look at what we're paid for our careers? Oh, wow. And what we're made for maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so how does that change the role of motherhood? to be living it out of the overflow of our identity in Christ and the salvation, embracing the salvation of God? How does it change it if, if we're writing a book or speaking at an event or doing somebody's taxes or uh, answering phones at a dentist's office? Like, How does it change how we do our jobs mm-hmm. and find joy and satisfaction in it as we lead our lives worthy of the calling that God has put on our lives?
0: Mm, I just feel like this has been such a, a burden lifting, maybe introduction to this topic. I'm excited to go deeper. Yeah, um, me too. And so let's maybe just close out today with a challenge question. Um, and I'm, it is our prayer that this will have been maybe the beginning of a release for you and a, a burden lifted, um, an invitation. And so I want to ask, how have you been looking for purpose in a career? Maybe thinking that is your calling, the job, the the paycheck, rather than embracing the salvation of God as your calling. That is our calling and seeing everything else as overflow from that. So chew on that a little bit as we close out today and just maybe ask God to speak to your heart and show you um, how he wants to change your thinking in this area.
1: Mm, Yes. Yeah, I'm glad to leave it there. I really am because I think we need, this is a big mindset shift. Yeah. And we can go from this mindset shift and then start looking at the application in the rest of chapter four next time. So let me end us Can't in wait. prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you that your word challenges us and mm-hmm. that the I'm looking at my Bible right now, Lord, and that the there's words on a page and it's one-dimensional, but you've made it three-dimensional. You've mm-hmm. You've invited us to go deeper with you and to think about each word that you chose to put in your word, God. Mm -hmm. I pray that you would open our eyes and our ears, our hearts, and our minds to see the truth that you would have us live our lives by and to cast off the lies um, that we have believed. God, may we live for you and your glory as we embrace the salvation that you offer us through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the More to Be podcast. It's our prayer that you've experienced a fresh encounter with God and his word during your time with us today. Be sure to visit moretobe.com slash podcast for show notes and free downloadable resources.
1: May you continue to think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in his work every day.